Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. Your good name is? Young. Hi, Young. Hi, Young. Supposing you, on that same property where you did the development, and then you, if there were 10, and you sold, say, about seven, yep. and you want to actually keep the other three, or yep. you want to even keep seven of them, yep. would you move them out of that company to a new company? That same question that David asked. If you move them to a new company outside the group, then you've got tax consequences because when that company buys these properties, it'll have to pay stamp duty. Okay, and and when you sell those properties, you'll have to obviously pay corporation tax on the profits. So it's not ideal. You can do it's not ideal. You can transfer the properties in the group and uh, claim group relief, so you don't pay any stamp duty. But that doesn't improve the situation for you because the company the properties are still in the group so it doesn't help you so ideally you want to if you if you're going to hold on to the properties have a separate company for those so but, so don't don't mix and match so for each development you create a new company i mean a new yeah at the back your name is sir uh, Ni nina hi nina, hi, nina. the companies the sub companies that we the spvs yeah New companies, they're not companies um, that have come in through my other investment. No, no, no. They're, they're all new companies, and that's why they call called an SPV, a special purpose vehicle, because you've created them for a particular purpose, which is to do a commercial conversion. Your name is? Linda. Hi, Linda. Linda. If you do the commercial conversion and then you want to operate the finished item as a, an apartheid towel, then what do you do with it? That's fine. Is that still. That's a trading business, so you'll be okay. Okay. A hotel's so fine. It can stay in the yeah. original company that I bought it in, yeah. and I can carry on operating. You'll be fine. And it's yeah. okay. It's only when you rent properties out as, as, as a buy to let property, that's when you become an investment company as opposed to a trading company. Okay. Hotel's fine because that's a business. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anybody else? Okay, so apart from uh, company structure, does anybody else have any questions on anything to do with? Commercial conversions from a tax point of view. You, sir. Just one question. Yep. How often do you need to state whether it's a trading or investment company? Uh, what point do we need to state? Yeah, like, so when you're set up a business. Is that, is that, okay, I'll try and cover that for you, no problem. Anybody else? Only one question. This is going to be a very short session. Yes. So, what do you have? An existing company, which obviously um, don't slight trade even, you couldn't use that to do property development. You can do, yeah, you can do. Don't use it as your holding company, though. Yeah, okay. You can use, it as so a, you use that. Yeah, you and can. Do your first deal or second. Yeah, deal. yeah. Especially, let's say you're a contractor or a consultant, yeah, uh, and you've been working for quite a few years. Generally speaking, contractors try and take out fifty thousand pounds. So they don't go into the high rate of tax, and you've got two hundred thousand pounds stuck in a particular company. Then you could use that company 
to do your first deal, yeah, and then add the others later, yeah. Okay, any other questions? James, isn't it? James, my friend, how can I help? Sure, to be fair, I'm just doing a project myself, so we're um, doing a building and converting to SA. So, I've talked to you about this as well, but I'm struggling with the whether it's a converting to this, but the Tom's, I think, option thoughts on that. It seems to be the fact that it's a complete conversion case. Nothing to do with converting conversion, but we'll try and cover that for you. Any more topics or questions? You, sir, your name is? Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. They don't want to show you any love today, by the way, Mark. But it's okay. um, so going back to your previous diagram, yep. the holding company that you put your so you got David to take his one point five million. Yep. Use it through the holding company. Yep. To that can't hold if David decides to keep three of his flats. The holding company can't keep those flats, can it? It can do, but you don't want to do that. You don't want the holding company to own any assets, usually, uh, in this particular scenario. You just want the holding company to own shares in all your trading companies or your investment companies. Right, so you could set up an investment company under the umbrella of your holding company. Yes. As the same group. Yep. And then could you move the assets without having to pay stamp duty? Yep, yep, you can do, but we, we don't want to do that. Because if you do that... You, you may lose trading status, and you don't want to lose trading status. But the trading status would stay on the SPVs. No, it's as a group. Yeah. So if 20% if, if or more, if 20% or more of your turnover, your profits, the value of your assets, or the time spent, if 20% or more of this mark is directly linked to your investment company, let's just say this is an investment company. If you breach the 20% rule on any of these, the group loses trading status. The, the whole thing becomes investment. That's why you want to keep it separate out the way. Yep. Okay. Any other broad topics? Anybody wants to? Yes, sir. Your name is? Toby. Hi, Toby. Hi, Toby. Uh, if you was planning to hold, hold, you'd have it as an investment group. Would you put every single property in a separate SPV? No. You would do this. And then once you've done this, move these properties in here. Then the next one, move them in here. So, 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 so you, you only have your investment company plus one or two where you're doing projects. If you're doing four projects, obviously you have four companies. But depending on how many, how many projects you're doing, you only have that many companies. And then just try, yeah. Because otherwise, think about it. You might have six properties here, four here, eight here, nine here, and you're paying accountancy fees and tax returns and accounts and compliance, all that kind of stuff. It's never ending. So why do you want to do all that? Put it all into one. Yeah. At the back, sir. Your name is? John. Hi, John. Hi, John. So, so in line with the terms, sorry, um, D Limited, an investment company, he purchases, for example, two properties. Yep. Develops them. Then wants to hold them. Are you trading them? Yes. No. If you hold them, you're not trading. You trade if you're selling. Okay. So I could hold. So if I bought two properties. In that company, D-Limited, I hold them. Which are two properties? Are you saying just single lets? Yeah, so purchase them, develop them, and then yep. hold them and rent them out. Yep. It's still in that company. Yeah. That's okay. That's fine. So right. don't pay tax on that? No, no, no. Because his intention was never to sell. 
Okay, when your intention is to sell, that's when you have a problem. You say your name is? Sanjay. Hi, Sanjay. Hi, Sanjay. If you, can the holding company be set up like an investment company? It can be, but, so we're still on, on this structure. If you set this up first, then have SPVs, there's no additional cost involved to you whatsoever. If, however, Sanjay, you have a company that you own, and let's call it S Limited, yeah? And you own 100% of the shares here. You could use this as the holding company and form other companies below it, okay? That's simple and straightforward. If, however, you want to have a holding company up here, then what you do is, you sell your shares, because you're sat over here at the minute, you sell your shares to the holding company. So you no longer own the shares here, the company owns all the shares, and you do something called a share for share exchange. What that means is you've given your shares to the holding company in exchange for its shares, yeah? Yeah. That has possible tax consequences. You then have to go to someone like me and we write to HMRC and say, can you give us tax clearance that there's no tax to pay for this share, share for share exchange? And then we'll get you clearance but you don't pay any tax for forming a holding company. That's not going to be cheap. And it costs you quite a few thousand pounds. So if you can avoid that and use this one here going forward, it's easier for you. Is it assets in it's better if it doesn't have any assets. Yeah. <laughs> Simply because what we're trying to do here, Sanjay, is we were talking about de-risking, yeah? If you think about it, if something goes wrong, and the hell is it gone? If something goes wrong in this particular company here, worst case, what's Sanjay going to do if something goes wrong there? Shut it, it down, liquidate it, okay? So that goes down. Are any of the other companies affected? No. Unless he's given cross guarantees, yeah? Yeah. If this company goes down, what happens to all of these? They go with them. Yes, Sanjay? So, so that's why you don't trade here, so there's no uh, issue or concern with something going wrong, yeah? If you were assets here and there's stuff going on and something goes wrong, and you own quite a few properties and quite a few projects, and something goes badly wrong, all of these are jeopardized, yeah? That's why you, you don't trade in a holding company. You might sell off units just to pay off debt and keep the rest. Yeah. Yeah, you can sell off the units, yeah. yeah. It can do, but we want to avoid that as well. Maybe the holding company do nothing apart from hold shares. Keep it really simple. Any more questions or any more topics before we go into uh, this and this, but that will not take me half an hour. Yes, sir, at the back. Your name is? Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Yeah. yeah. You don't, in effect, need a holding company for your investment structure. However, if you're doing commercial conversions, then you would do. Because you, you've, you've got the same risk if you go into the previous page, wherever it was, the different boxes with different companies. As you're doing a conversion, you don't want to do that conversion in an existing company where you already own property in case it goes wrong. So you finish the conversion and then move those properties into the investment company, yeah?
So you would need a group structure for that too. Yeah? And just one other question as well. Could you talk a bit about capital allowances from commercial? How do users convert to residue? Okay. How do we use it when it converts to? Well, it's a very simple answer, but I'll come on to that. Okay, thank you, Karen. Any more? David? Yeah, hello. I have a question. Um, I have a trading company, and, and then I bought uh, three. I'm going to buy another one. Four different uh, uh, properties, right? include the uh, commercial uh, conversion. Yeah. So I'm only three. Uh, as you said, not, not use the trading company for, for, the, for this property. So how can I do with that one? How to sleep or suppose to move out of this? David, we're gonna we're gonna come back to your question, my friend. I'm gonna put David here. Okay? Because you're a very special case. <laughs> special case. Okay? You, so when you're gonna come back up here again. Okay. Not now, not now. See, see how keen he is. Once you get up here, you don't want to go down. Okay, Katie knows all about that, by the way. How will be there, sir? Well, for example, Dan was explaining before um, that he's got the holding company, several SPVs, and yep. you've got the consultancy company. Yep. So consultancy is a trade. Yes, that's right. And you've got the SPVs as an investment company. If you're holding on to the properties, yeah. Yes, so, uh, so there's no risk of having a traded company and investment company with holding the properties at the same time within the same group? No, you don't want that because if your consulting company is trading, you don't want to mix that with the investment companies. At some point, you'll probably stop trading as a consultant and you'll have quite a bit of money in your bank account, okay, based on what most of the consultants do. And then you'll want to claim entrepreneur's relief and do a voluntary liquidation. So you claim entrepreneur's relief, only pay 10% tax on taking up up to a million pounds out, as long as you haven't used the million pound allowance elsewhere, yeah? So don't, in this case, it's better just to keep these SPVs as a... Keep them separate. Just to purchase and sell. Keep them separate, yeah. And if you want to have hold something in GSP, just a separate. Separate, you got it, yeah. Okay, let's cover these. Sanjay? Okay. VAT, all right, cool. So, this one here, whose question, was that your question? Whose question was trading and investment? Yeah. Yeah. That was your question. And the question was? Um, it's slightly changed. That's all, that's well, you've changed the question. Yeah. yeah, yeah, in my head. That means you could go somewhere down here, by the way. And <laughs> I might not get to you at the end. Are you sure you want to change the question? Okay. I have two questions from that. So the first one is, you said um, if, you, if, if you end up having to switch from a trading to an investment, you lose the entrepreneurial benefits so on and so forth. Yeah. If you're to go the other way around, you gain those benefits. If you decide to keep You do, you do, but you have to be trading for two years and then <gasps> th then you get the benefits. Okay. And second question, you only need one holding company, right? Do you the holding company for your trading trading? That's right, yeah. If you're doing commercial conversions and you're converting property, then you would do. But if you let's say you're just buying single lets, <coughs> then you won't need a holding company because you use buy the property. If you need to fix it up, you fix it up. If not, you just keep them all in the same company. Uh, but because you're converting them, 64 things could go wrong, which I'm sure Dan will talk to you through at some point, okay, if he hasn't done so already. Yeah? So you, that's why you need the holding company structure to keep every project separate. Once you finish with the, with the project, move those properties into the existing company, 
Okay, and close it down, which we covered over here with our friend. Close it down. Yeah, yeah. If if you're holding on to all the properties, yeah. Right. You couldn't use it for another project when no. you finished the one. Oh, you could. You could. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you could. Right. Yeah, yeah. But you just close it down and just form a new company. <laughs> when you're making one and a half million pound a project, why are you worried about three hundred pound yeah, for the pound company? But then, when you want to go to developers for it and they want to check your track record. Oh, they can check your track record anyway. Don't worry. They want to know everything about you. Yeah, but then the company has been closed. The That's fine, but you'll have accounts, okay? They can see online that the company is liquidated or shut down. Yeah, they they know more about you than you know about yourself. I'm telling you. Yeah, they know everything. Okay, if anybody's ever applied for a loan, you'll know what I mean. Dan definitely knows what I mean, okay? Uh, when it comes to, to banks and lenders. Have you recovered your stuff? Yeah. Good. Okay, so we're gonna, James, we're going to save Tom till the end because uh, that's your Brucey bonus. Okay, capital allowances because the question from Karan, yeah? So the problem you've got, Karan, is you can't claim capital allowances on residential property. So that's the problem you're going to have. If you're running service accommodation, you're okay. If you're looking to sell the properties, you're okay. If you're looking to hold them, no. Just, that's, that's a simple answer. So if you're claiming capital allowances, and you're going to refurbish the flats and redevelop and then sell them. You can claim capital allowances. If you're going to run service accommodation, which I think was the question over here earlier, then you can claim capital allowances. If you're going to convert into investment properties, no capital allowances. Okay, that's another downside of having an investment company. James. Yep. Is that your first essay? Yeah. Strictly speaking, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the rules are, in order to claim capital allowances, you have to have an existing business. So if it's your first service accommodation, you don't have a service accommodation business. But if you claimed them at the outset, I think you'd be okay, James. As long as you buy more units going forward and run the business, you'll be okay. <laughs> but if you want to play it really safe, then you wait 12 months, not nine months, and then claim capital allowances. Because remember, if you don't claim capital allowances on day one, you don't lose them, you just carry them forward and claim at some point in the future. Yeah. yeah? So unlike most other tax reliefs, capital allowances don't finish at the end of the year. You just carry them forward. Yeah? Karen? You can. Yeah. It's just if you're holding on to them, then you can't. Okay? Just another question. What, what if you're acquiring properties on a rent to rent or rent on SA basis? Do you need to worry about this stuff or is it like a You mean the capital allowances? No. Um I mean if I'm acquiring properties on a rent to rent basis, so I don't own the property, right? Yeah. Um is that a consult would I set it up as a consultancy? So it's like a consultancy branch of my holding company. So it depends what you're doing. So uh, if you go back to this particular structure. So we're going to choose Katie as our example, okay? So Katie has a holding company. If I can find it, here it is. She's a holding company and she has a speaking business. Is a speaking business investment or trade? Trading. So here, Katie, you got a trading business. 
Then Katie also does deal sourcing. Is a deal sourcing business investment or trading? Trading. Trading. Then Katie starts doing commercial conversions and she's buying and selling properties. Investment or trading? Trading. And then because Katie is very ambitious and enthusiastic, she also wants to do rent to rent. So she's so she, she wants to do it here, but she wants to know, is rent to rent trading or investment? Yeah, so she can do it in there. Okay, so anything apart from investment, you keep it in the same group. And then let's say you then want to venture out to do other businesses, like open a children's home, for example, okay? You can have that over here, or a children's day nursery, okay? Or a care home, or whatever, a, 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 a restaurant, a shop. You can have all of those in here, okay, in the group, as long as it's trading, yeah? Okay? So all the tradings, all of different... Keep them all in the here, yeah, together. Yeah, you don't... Same company. Same, un under the same thing, yeah. Under the same thing. All yeah. in different companies. All in different companies, yeah. And if, sorry, if, if we have to hold... Yeah. Would you create a whole new holding company for what you invest If in? you're doing single lets, no. Okay. If you're doing commercial conversions, where there's work involved, yeah. where things could go wrong, then you need a holding company. Cool. Yeah. Is it D David, isn't it? Steve. Steve, sorry. Um, so if I've got a, a company at the moment, just does a bit of sort of rent to rent, um, should I potentially then set up companies beneath that, move the, the activities into those, obviously so I can then start to separate them and add the, the company, the original company as a group? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And if you're kind of smaller, you're just starting off, now's a good time to do that. Yes, sir? Uh, so I have two questions, but they're quite closely related. If I have a trading company, it'll have a certain zip code. Yep. If I have a holding, and, and I don't have a holding company above it. Yep. Now, the trading company hasn't done any trading. It's just got a zip code. Is the zip code for a whole holding company the same as for a trading company? No. The current holding company that deals with trading companies. Yeah. Does that have the same zip code? No, it's different. Yeah. So it's best to set the holding company from the beginning. You got it. Aren't you glad you came? <laughs> so, okay. So sorry, sorry. So my trading company that's done no trading and it's got a zip code. Can I just change the zip code? Yeah, you, you, yeah. You can have to up. You can have up to five SIC codes. Yeah, for any one company. So it goes to just a one-off zip code for a holding company? Yes, that's right. It's in four-digit something. It is, but don't ask me what it is right now. Okay. Yeah. You were dreading that person. <laughs> I was, I was. I wish I was that good. I wish. Uh, but yeah, it's quite easy, easy to find. Yeah. Just type in uh, SIC code for holding companies and it'll come up. Okay? And then, then there's different types of holding companies. Real estate, pharmaceuticals, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, you choose real estate. Okay? And second question? That was two questions. Okay, fine. Good. Done that. David, our special case, we're going to come back to you, David. VAT, whose question was that? Sanjay, fire away. Yeah, so there might be back um, connected on the property. So it's actually 20% out of the market. Yep. Yep. So you're buying a, are you buying a company or are you buying a property? And you're buying it in a company. So this is your company, S Limited, and you're buying a property. 
And is that property vacant? And how long is the agreement or the lease? And is your intention to keep that lease going? Yep. And after those two years, are you looking to convert it or find a new tenant? Convert. Okay. So you could do a transfer going concern, which means you don't pay any VAT. Yeah. And the second benefit of not paying VAT is you pay less SDLT. Yeah. So if you're buying a property for a million pounds plus VAT, your purchase price for stamp duty purposes is 1.2 million. You would pay the stamp duty land tax on 1.2 million and not the million pounds. But if Sanjay doesn't pay the VAT, he only pays the SDLT on a million pounds. So in this particular example, it's a commercial property, yeah? Just to be clear, okay? On 200,000 pounds, he would save 5%, yeah? So it's a good saving of 10 grand. So avoid the VAT where you can. I'll come back in a second. So you do a transfer going concern, Sanjay. Okay, so you pay no VAT, but your company here has to register for VAT. Yeah, and then you would charge the tenant VAT and then pay that HMRC. Yeah, the problem you're going to have is in two years' time, when you convert it, there'll, there'll be issues. But it'll, be, it'll take me too long to cover that right now. We can talk about that at some other point, yeah? Your other option, of course, is the VAT 1614D, which they won't do. They can't do that because they've entered into an option to tax with uh, HMRC. That would cause them major problems, yeah? Yeah, that, that's right. So that's what, and that, that's the problem you're gonna have. That's the problem you're gonna have. Because when you do this, you're going in for 20 years. Yeah? And after two years, you've got 18 years to go. But we can get around that, yeah? So you had a question? Yes. Um, so at the moment, I have a company that runs, right? I have multiple... Are we talking about this here or something else? Something else. Oh, so we're going over there, are we? we can... Okay, in that case, what's your name? Amir. Amir. Camel, did you say? Emil. E-M-I-L. Sorry. E-M-I. Emil, okay. Emil will come back to you. So you happy with that, Sanjay, for now? Okay. So we'll, we'll do Emil, Tom's, and then... No, sorry, we'll do Tom's, Emil, and David. James, Tom's. <laughs> for everybody's benefit here, what does Tom stand for? Bubble Operators Margin Scheme. Close, close, close. Tour operator. Tour operator is asking. Yeah, so obviously I've been trying to get to the bottom of whether it's beneficial or not beneficial. So obviously I'm taking a building, I'm spending 500 grand doing it up. Uh, it's going to be that. We're going to go straight over to that threshold. We've got eight apartments. Yep. Um, it's trying to weigh up the pros and cons of doing it, not doing it. Because it seems as though it's under attack by the age of our Very much under attack. You know. What's your thoughts on it? It's they are strict on it simply because, James, people are abusing the rules. Yeah? So the tour operator's margin scheme works well because you only pay VAT on the margin, i.e. The, the net margin or the gross margin that you make. Uh, but there are strict rules in terms of how it, it's to be used. So what you need to do the maths to figure out how much VAT you would pay without using TOMS and with using TOMS and then use that 
with a kind of a, a spreadsheet, say, if you get eight properties, what happens? 16, what happens? 25, what happens? To, to make sure it, it's efficient. Generally speaking, generally speaking, Tom's works better. Yeah, that's right. It's so hard to get like a uh, side by side to get all the calculations because obviously you lose potentially to claim that. You can't claim back the VAT, you just pay it in the margin. So, you have to refinance the the, the yeah. property you don't sell. How much tax do we pay? Because we need to factor that into our profit. I mean, what's the tax? Supposing you didn't sell all the properties that you have to refinance some of them to raise cash, what's the tax um, that you have to pay on them? What does that question have to do with Tom's? Right. Yeah, related in a way. Because we all do all these calculations. Um, are, you to, are you trying to trip me up like your friend over here? The SIC code. Are you trying to make my life hard? Not really. I'm trying to... Because if you do, I've got a friend over here. And when he gets upset... We'll, we'll come back to that. Sorry, James. So, generally, Tom's works well. They are strict. If, if you have separate companies, where one company is managing all of the properties, you, you need to make sure that company only does the management and the company that owns the asset spends all of the money in, clean, in terms of the cleaning, all of the fixtures, fitting equipment, it's complicated. It's complicated. Yeah. Uh, and and the admin might put you off. But when the numbers get bigger, so a 10 grand saving a year might not be sufficient for you to say, I'm interested. A 50 grand might be. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, so it depends how big you, you're going to get. But even if you don't do Tom's now, you could do it later on down the road. But you're right, HMRC are becoming very strict. So the best thing to do is uh, write to them uh, and you can apply for non-statutory clearance. You give them your scenario. Say, this is what's going on. Uh, we believe Tom's applies to us for X, Y, Z reason. Uh, can you confirm? Yeah, and then... Deal with that. Yes, yeah, yeah. I've just got one going through right now with HMRC. I've not heard back yet. But usually, they'll come back and say no, and then you've got to kind of argue the case with them and tell them why you think it applies. Right. Yeah. But it is hard work. It's, it's onerous. Yeah. Excuse me? Yes. Nothing to do with Tom. But you are. I have a question, but it's not to do with Tom. Are you following our friend's lead here? <laughs> Sorry? You want to go in the queue? I just want to join the queue. And what's your name? Adesa. ADA. Okay. You can join the queue. Anybody else want to join the queue? By you join the queue, and your name is Karen. Where's Dan gone? He's disappeared. Okay, so we've done Tom's, we've done capital allowances, we've done this. So, Emil. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, so uh, I got the, the service accommodation company where we get only rent to rent. Yeah. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah, that's fine. The next step but but who? So if who pays for the cleaning? So the cleaning. Uh, we are. We are. Okay. And who pays for the knives, forks, all that kind of stuff if they go missing? We do. Okay. Tom doesn't apply to you. <laughs> Tom does not apply to you. But we're going to ignore that for the camera, by the way. So if you if you be really nice to Kieran, say Kieran, take that part out of the recording. You'll be okay. If HMRC that they're going to come and find you because they know who you are now. 
So I want to buy commercial conversion and do into service apartment. Yes. So uh, what will be the best position? Separate company entirely, or do it under the same company and hold the asset for service accommodation within the same company that Yeah. So 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 same structure, holding company, SPV one, convert. Run into, then turn into service accommodation, SPV2, convert and then move the properties into SPV1, SPV2, close it, SPV3, same again, convert, move it into one. Okay. Yeah? Okay. So one remains permanent, not just the holding company. Yeah. yeah. Right. And potentially have a, a management company that operates the. Yeah, you can have. Yeah, can yeah. So, Stevie, it, it can get quite complicated because in that particular structure, as people become more sophisticated, they'll have, a, they'll have their own construction company, then they'll have their own management company, yeah? So, yeah, you're right. So, that's what he may wish to do. Yeah. Emil, happy with that? Emil? Yes. Happy? I think so. You think so? Yes. <laughs> do you want to... So, regarding the terms, you said it doesn't apply to me if I buy the cutlery. Yeah, because Tom's is for operators who buy in a particular service, and then set it on. That's why you pay the margin. When you mess around with something, adding, taking off, changing, Tom doesn't apply. Uh, no, so you don't change I bet you don't, yeah, yeah, of course you don't. No, no. no. Oh, keep the recording going. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry? Okay. Yeah, I misheard you at the start. Yeah, so it's all my fault. Kieran, I, I got that wrong. Okay. Yeah. Are you happy now, Emil? Ecstatic, yeah. Yes. Good. David, my friend, you're gonna have to come up here again because we're gonna have to. I don't. You want to stay there? Yeah. Yes. Do you want to answer your question? Yeah. Um, you know, I I I, I use uh, a feeding company. At first, I have a food a supermarket a company. So you've got a trading company with a supermarket, yeah? No, no, it's a, it's a one company, E E Y I, as I said. Okay. Yeah, I want to buy the property uh, for the shop. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, accountant gave me suggestion to use a, a new company. But uh, we need to borrow money from the lawyer. They said, no, we don't want a new company. We need a new okay. okay, so if you are running a supermarket, Okay, and you're renting the premises, yeah. and you're buying those premises, yes, yeah. okay, for the supermarket, yeah. you can buy in the same company, it's okay. Okay, then we bought the one in the same company, and then we bought another one, uh, also uh, commercial, less uh, mixed. Yeah, buy that in a separate company. Uh, at that time, we don't have extra money for to, to put it aside, so we have to use the, the same company, the money for the same No, it's fine, company. you just loan, the money from your supermarket to this new company. Make a loan. Okay, we don't know that, but anyway, we, we bought this one and this, the third one in the same company. Bad idea. Yes. When I want to move out, then I talked to my accountant. He said, you can do that. You have to sell all your property to the new company. He's right. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Valuations, mortgages, loans, yeah. Yeah, mortgages, loans, 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 lo
Yeah, move to another company. Leave the properties in, in, in the existing company. Yeah? Okay. If I want to, uh, I'm going to buy another one. It's also uh, commercial property. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, how should I do so buy, so, so buy that in the ex existing company yeah. and just move the supermarket trading business into a new limited company and use that the company you have at the minute to buy all your properties. So I don't need to, to sell one? No, no. Okay? Okay. You happy with that? Yeah. Okay. okay, so we've got, was it? Adiesa. Adiesa? yeah. and then Karen. Your question? Yeah, um, my question is, you know, you've told us quite a bit and a lot of them have not stuck, you know. Do you like it that your clients know a lot before they come to you? Do I like them to know a lot? Uh, it's good if they do, but most don't. Most don't, no. Uh, simply because they're good at property or doing something else. They're not interested in tax. What they want to know is, if they have a question, there's somebody who can answer that question. And when they're doing something, they have somebody who can ask them the right questions so they know they're thinking about the right stuff. <coughs> But through experience, obviously, if you've been doing property for 20 years, you become more sophisticated, you, are, you ask the right type of questions. But on day one, you won't know what to do. That's why you go to somebody who does, so they point in the, in the right direction. At the start, they'll prompt you. As you get more experience, you'll start prompting them for yeah. stuff. Because I don't want um, my lack of strong information here to hold me back from doing what I need to do. Yeah. Right, investors. Just go and do it. <coughs> Sorry? Well, as soon as she's ready, she can knock at your door, isn't it? Uh, now we can be friends. <laughs> Don't touch him. No. Don't okay? He's okay. okay. Okay? He's on the safe list, not the hit list. Okay? Karen! Yep, let's do it. I've got. Dan, is it okay if I go five minutes over? Cool, thanks. You've got an allowance, can you use the credit forward for? For capital gains tax? No. Very simple. You have your personal allowance for income tax purposes and you have your annual exemption for capital gains tax purposes. If you don't use it in the year, you lose it. No carry forward. I had an accountant, he said to me that I had no needs. I couldn't figure out how I did it, just get the money back, but he said you could carry it forward for when I bought the next time. Did you make a loss on that property? I made a loss. Yeah. yeah. So that's called a capital loss. When you make a loss on a property, as a capital loss, you carry that forward until at some point in the future you make a capital gain. Then you use that loss against the gain. How many years can you carry it forward? There's no limit. Excellent. Thank you. Yep. Cool. Any last parting questions from anybody? Okay, at the back, sir. <laughs> Not enough. Not enough. Yeah. It depends on, on the service you need. Yeah. So. Sorry? Is, is that the question you wanted to ask? No, no, no. We, there was questions about which was suspended and all the rest. And, uh, Sorry? There were questions which I would say. Yeah, forgot to need that. But we're trying to know what's the tax if you want to sell a property. If you if you you finished up a property and you want to either sell them or mortgage them to an account, what's the tax implication so that we can factor that in into our calculations? So if you keep if you do a commercial conversion, yeah, 
then you, you keep those properties and you refinance, no tax. As long as your intention was to hold those properties. <coughs> yeah? If you sell the properties and you make, like the early example of David, 1.5 million pounds, then you pay corporation tax through a company on the 1.5 million. So if you refinance within the same company, yeah. there'll be no, no tax. No tax, as long as your intention yeah. was to, to keep hold the properties. Out. Yeah, yeah. So if you think if you think about it, if you're doing commercial conversions, yeah. you'll be in a roundabout way twenty percent worse off yeah. with the profit if you sell them. So that's why some people don't sell, like me. Yeah. I hold on to them. Yeah. So I'm thinking if I sell them, I'm giving twenty percent away. What's the point of doing that? I might as well hold them yeah. and get cash flow coming in, yeah? The only challenge you've got is you've got to make the deal work. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.